Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 438, August 17th, 2020. 100 degrees on this day in 1947. Man, 1947 was a hot summer. And as chilly as 42 degrees on this date in 1962. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Hi Joe, as someone who never voluntarily listens to you, I hear about you daily. My mom, Julia, has been tuning in to you since I was a little girl. An avid listener, she made it a tradition after school to fill in my five siblings and me and what she heard from your show. Yearly, she deserted my dad and us at the Minnesota State Fair gate to go watch your show. Friday was her birthday, and she would be ecstatic to be wished a happy birthday from you guys. Blessings, Emily Johnson. Happy birthday, Julia, even though we don't normally. Yeah, we don't. do. You're doing it? No, don't normally right. don't normally do I would that. Stick with the. We're not wishing her a very happy birthday. And before I get to more important matters, uh, Bill notes uh, haven't listened to the rest of the August thirteenth podcast yet, so maybe you'll get to this. I'm sure that about a million of your listeners will. You were wondering why Princess Kay and her sculptor were wearing masks even when they were in separate refrigerated compartments. Oh yeah. What about this? How the bleep does the sculptor know what her face looks like in order to do his job? I thought the same thing when (laughs) I saw that video. (laughs) I've outwitted myself. Uh, Okay, let me get to the important matters. Uh, Are you all aware of uh, the uh, protests at Bob Kroll's house? Yep. Oh, boy. And his wife's name is Liz Collins. She works for WCCO. Why she's being dragged into it is beyond me, because among other things, they demanded that she resign, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. What What does she have to do with this? Why Why is Guilt this her by problem? association. That's what all these people want. Uh, and you know what? She didn't do anything. She's married to Bob, and that's their personal life. She should not be taken to task. And I'm getting emails from people who are saying, bleep's getting real. They better get near the grunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because this is out in Hugo, apparently, where Bob Kroll and his wife live. And this maniac named John Thompson shows up there. I believe it was Saturday, wasn't it? Uh, yes. And uh, this foul human being, uh, picture the scene. It's a pleasant suburban street, and it's uh, obviously a lot of white kids around on their little bicycles. And and uh, this, this maniac shows up with his uh, gang of the aggrieved. And Chris, how long did it take you to edit this? Huh. Well, um, I took the video. Yep. And got the beeper ready. Did you get the, Did you take the seven minute version? I did. Yep. Uh, I spent a good hour plus on it. Right. Around when I had to record with Roycey, and I only was able to get about fifty nine seconds of of oh. usable usable audio. <clears throat> so real. Unreal. John uh, Thompson is running uh, Legislative District 67. That would be Lake Phelan area, uh, some of the east side. Uh, He won the DFL primary. Uh, He's obviously got the endorsement of Governor Walls, who will not have the spine to back off that now, nor will any others in the Democratic Party, even though the state DFL has condemned what took place here. And I want you to hear it in the event you haven't. 
this fellow's behavior, in my estimation, uh, disqualifies him immediately from running for public office. This, he wants to bring this act to the legislature. Yeah. So uh, would you play this, please? This I, fellow's uh, name is John Thompson. And I, after, like I said, I've spent over an hour on this, and I'm still nervous playing this on the show, oh, even though we're not on live <laughs> radio anymore. Um, it's a Nakima Levy-Armstrong introducing him at the very beginning, okay? Oh, is that who that was? Okay. Yes, yes. She showed up, too, huh? Yep. So with that, I'm going to call up our next speaker. He doesn't know that he's speaking, but recently, like um, Marquis said, he won his primary election. He's been out on the front lines for many years. Let's give it up for John Thompson. Stop, stop. Yep. Just to set the stage better. They literally showed up with their traveling minstrel show on a, on a well, it's public street, I suppose, in Hugo. And uh, I, I can only conclude they were blocking the street where they were gathered. Yes, they were. And, and all of these comments are being uh, shouted through a bullhorn into Kroll's oh, house. It wasn't a bullhorn. It was a whole setup of microphones. Speaker system, and, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, pick it up. Oh, man. I was standing over here burning up because I was telling Marquis, somebody got to tell these white people out here that there was a public hanging in Duluth, Minnesota, and there was an audience, and, 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 the, and the audience and the audience had grandkids, and there they go, over there, you know, come on back out with your Blue Lives Matter shirt, and I mean that. Let, let me tell you about Blue Lives Matter, all right? Because they didn't come out with Blue Lives Matter until we start saying, I can't unzip this black I'm a White man costume. I can't unzip this black skin I'm in. I'm a black man. And then it went on and on and on. Wow. Well, I wanted you to play more of it. Huh? Okay. Well, you, you continued to bleep it, didn't you? Well, Joe, that's how long that took me to do. <laughs> that's how profane that his entire tirade was. I, it's uh, basically just going to be four minutes of this. Yeah. Uh, his wow. uh, behavior is reprehensible. Uh, it's unconscionable. Uh, I have no idea what Duluth has to do with anything. Uh, I have no idea what Liz Collins has to do with anything. Uh, these were a group of uh, mean-spirited people who uh, were saying these uh, the, the foulest language you can imagine in front of uh, quite a few kids. And... To me, that matters. It doesn't matter to the likes of John Thompson. Uh, it matters to me why those kids should have been exposed to this. Uh, I, uh, we're getting his apology now. Oh, uh, here I have it. It's right here. Yeah. Right. I'd like to. I'm really <laughs> sorry for up oh, everything. Uh, Thompson posted an apology on Facebook Sunday, writing that he had become an activist and decided to run for the legislature to fix the criminal justice system, dismantle institutional racism, and honor his friend Philando Castile. I want to make a positive difference, and my comments on Saturday were not helpfully wrote. Inflammatory rhetoric is not how I want to address the important issues we're facing, and I apologize. I, I uh, If I was in that uh, gathering and had to be subject to this, I would not accept his apology. I don't find it, uh, I don't find it genuine or sincere at all. Mm -hmm. He showed his true colors. And he showed it in front of children. Uh, he's just a rabble-rousing uh, Neanderthal. 
who can bring nothing to the table. This is what politics has become. He'll probably get elected to represent the whole Lake Phelan area of the east side of St. Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he can serve them in no positive way when you see his behavior uh, on this video outside Kroll's house on Saturday. He has no reasonable means of confronting Kroll with any intelligence, any intelligence at all. Whatever his grievances are, however real or imagined, uh, they blow up in rhetoric that cannot be argued with. You can't argue with this kind of foolishness. His behavior is pathetic. The behavior of everybody that showed up in their traveling band was pathetic. And what are they, what are they trying to prove? I'm, I'm going to Kroll's house and, and protesting or having an event there. Uh, Bob Kroll is not going to step down. I think he said that it's not time for him to step down. I think he read that in a statement at some point in the last couple of weeks here. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the Reverend Tim Christopher said he has had meetings with Kroll. Mm -hmm. And and while they might not be fast friends, uh, the Reverend Tim said, I can work with him. Mm -hmm. I'm paraphrasing what what Christopher said, but I can work with him. Well, this this John Thompson fellow, whoever he is, a professional activist, uh, as near as I could determine, he was a machinist possibly, uh, but uh, decided to become a full-time activist following the death of Philando Castile, which all of us, by the way, agree with was a a dreadful situation. That cop uh, was no good and needed to go, and it was terrible. But uh, so what you have here is just yet another activist getting elected uh, for purposes of of uh, being as demeaning as possible to anyone who's white. Joe, go it's, back, it amounts to that. Go back to what you just read about him. What was his platform? I don't, I don't know if you still have it with you, but... Yeah, uh, he wants to... Uh, Racial injustice, all that stuff. Uh, he yeah. wants to fix the criminal justice system, there dismantle institutional racism, and honor his friend Philando Castile. Okay, uh, one out of three... Uh, is doable. You can fix the criminal justice system. It's got. It's not oh, without dismantle, mistakes. Matthew. Dismantle. He wants to dismantle. He doesn't want to fix it. No, he yeah. doesn't want to. Well, fix we need it. prisons and we need uh, justice. Right. No, that's that's rapidly becoming the norm around the country. Is the uh, decriminalization of uh, what what the the news gathering institutions are still calling protests. But look at what he says then. He doesn't say, I want to be fiscally responsible with all of the uh, uh, the taxes that we acquire. No. I want to make sure we're efficient uh, government. Uh, so that's all that regular stuff is off the table. Oh, it's been off the table, man. That horse has left the barn. Uh, look at the behavior of the Minneapolis City Council. They're, they're all in the salon, and they're all signaling virtue. It has nothing to do with running a city. It's a crying shame. I was in Chicago over the weekend. It's a nightly catastrophe in Chicago. A nightly catastrophe. 13 cops wounded Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, having chunks of cement thrown at them and getting beat up with skateboards. Uh, the, the decline of moral and ethical integrity is spreading like a, a wildfire across the country. Well, and it then, happened here on the south side Saturday, too. They went after uh, Precinct the fifth 5 precinct. again, right. yeah. Yeah. Sh- shooting uh, industrial-grade fireworks at police officers. Right. And so this moron shows up at Kroll's house and stages this uh, public demonstration, not caring about his responsibility to be civil or intelligent, uh, which he might be incapable of both. 
because you don't expose kids to that. Now you might, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Mysterians listening don't see the kids. See, Mysterians don't like kids. Let's not forget that. Let's not get over that. Uh, let's not look that. Uh, look, let's not look over that. Mysterians don't like kids. Virtually everything Mysterians stand for have nothing to do with children. Nothing. Whether it's their transportation plans, their housing plans, whatever you have in mind. Mysterians don't like kids. And I think that that's a great part of what we saw in this video mm-hmm. of John Thompson. Was it, it didn't occur to him to be authoritative around children. He, he behaved worse than a child. Uh, these kids were dumbfounded. They haven't heard this stuff before. Right. Maybe I'm naive. You, Maybe they have. But. And I don't know if you're planning on extending this, but I thought the coverage of this story was a complete embarrassment. Well, Most, I was gone. See, I was gone. I, I'm only catching up. Mostly via the Star Tribune. Their, their story on this was flat out embarrassing, mm-hmm. the way that they reported the story. Well, I'm going to link this story uh, to a couple of things. I'm going to link this story to a couple of things. Uh, one, let me find it here. Do you know who... Uh, just bear with me. Do you know the name Cannon Hinnant? Cannon no. Hinnant. No. First name Cannon, C-A-N-N-O-N. Foghorn that, please. Okay, even though that's... even though the child is dead, I apologize that he's dead. You don't know the name Cannon Hinnant? Oh, yes. Uh, is this the, the five-year-old? Boy. Yeah. This yeah. is the little boy that got blasted at almost point-blank range. Yeah. 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 Uh, you, know, you know the name George Floyd. Yep. Everybody in the world knows the name George Floyd. Right. Nobody knows the name Cannon Hinnant, who was murdered by a black man. And as long as you Mysterians are making everything race, that becomes very important to point out. So long as you are making every thing in this country political based on race, then it's important to note that a 25-year-old named Darius Sessoms walked into the yard of five-year-old Cannon Hinnant and shot him in the head point blank and then returned to his house. There's still no motive that we know of. Sessoms and the boy's father were next-door neighbors. Cannon was at his father's house on his bike Sunday afternoon, this is last week, when he was shot in front of his two sisters, who are seven and eight, according to WRAL-TV. This is in uh, North Carolina. Uh, Dorius LeBrant told the station in an exclusive interview that she was looking out her window when she saw Sessoms run up to Cannon, put a gun to the boy's head, and pulled the trigger. She said Sessoms then ran back to his own house next door. My first reaction was he's playing with the kids, LeBrant said, according to the station. For a second, I thought that couldn't happen. People don't run across the street and kill kids. LeBrant said she saw the boy's father, Austin Hinnant, fly out of the house after Cannon was shot. She said he was screaming as he picked up the boy. They'll never get get over this she told the station uh monday today was supposed to be cannon's first day of kindergarten the motive the motive for the shooting was under investigation cannon's family knew sesams for years according to wncn tv we used to play together i never thought he'd kill someone rachel pipkin a cousin of cannon's mother told the station a mother now has to lay her son to rest at five years old which she should never have to do he'll never be forgotten sesams was being held without bond uh, I looked up the New York Times, and I in the uh, search uh, queue, I typed in Cannon Hinnant, and they've had two brief AP stories. 
Uh, I'm not sure it's uh, been covered by CNN. I'm not sure it's been covered by MSNBC because it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit the narrative. Yep. Now you would. It would be all as long as you Mysterians are making everything race. You'll have to accept the fact that had this been a white 25-year-old man who rushed into the yard of a five-year-old black child playing with his bicycle and shot him, executed him, it, w- it would still be a nightly news headline. Mm-hmm. Every single night, it would not be forgotten. People would have uh, uh, people would be wearing uh, the name of the child on their shirt. Well, the, I, I, there was someone by the name of Dodie Rains that tweeted this. Does anyone? And I retweeted it. And she said, "Does anyone know when Canon Hinnant's seven funerals will be, and what network will be covering all of them?" Mm-hmm. Which is perfectly stated. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's grief beyond imagine for that uh, for those parents. That's just grief beyond imagine. I read an additional story where his mother is vowing uh, to uh, have this fellow uh, get the death penalty. North Carolina last executed someone in 2006 for the death penalty. The mother is, the mother is doing what she can to, to keep this uh, in the news, and she's failing because the news-gathering institutions are not interested because this does not fit their narrative. This is getting worse and worse every single day. This is the beginning mm-hmm. of a great, great race war that is going to rage in this country for more than years. And you Mysterians are making it race. Yeah. You Mysterians yeah. are doing it. Garage yeah. logicians aren't doing it. No. There's, par- there's people in both parties, uh, left and right, that don't want anything to do with what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. We want to sit at the table. We want to discuss things. We, we, we want a solution. And the, the far left and far right, there's no Well, look at Portland there. right now. Yeah. My, my and, God. And Seattle and Minneapolis. And Chicago and New and York. Chi- Chicago. Oh. Chicago should be at the top of the list. Did you guys see the, the video in Portland, by the way, of the guy that was driving to be part of the protest, mm-hmm. crashed his car, they grabbed him and damn near beat him to death. Mm-hmm. And he was one of them. Mm-hmm. My uh, kid that I used to have who I was visiting, the oldest kid I used to have is... Uh, somewhat knowledgeable about financial markets and real estate and what have you. And mm-hmm. and he was suggesting to me that uh, he's doing a lot of work with, with banks, uh, loaning money to uh, various outfits that are struggling to survive in the pandemic. And, and he is suggesting that uh, these these people he, who, who he's dealing with, they're not going to return to their Manhattan offices. They're discovering that they can do uh, exactly what they're doing uh, at their kitchen table with Zoom and a computer mm-hmm. and a phone. And he predicts that there'll be a tremendous, tremendous uh, commercial real estate fallout in New York and Chicago. Yep. Wow. Uh, and here. His office, uh, uh, I said, do you guys still maintain your office downtown? He said, there's a skeleton crew there of IT people, but that's it. And so, he's, he's reasonably certain he'll probably never go back to a conventional office situation in a, a downtown skyscraper. Joe, we haven't had a rush hour here since February. Right. And since April, 
once a week, I take a look around the United States at all the major markets. The only market where I'm seeing a rush is New York and L.A. There's no rush in Chicago unless it's construction or crash related. Yep. And same with all the other big cities. Uh, th- this has changed everything. And just on a micro level, I'll never go back to the office. Hell, I'm leaving town. I- I'm yeah. doing work from up there. Kenan Hinnant, God bless you. Uh, I, I don't know why this, uh, maybe he's very crazed. Uh, I, why do you leave your house in broad daylight and shoot a five-year-old child? And again, had that been a white shooter of a black child, it would dominate the news. Dominate sure. the news because you Mysterians have made this your agenda. Every city in the country would be burning to the ground right now. Right. And that's, that's not right. hyperbole. And, and this isn't even on the radar of national news gathering organizations because it quite clearly does not fit into the template. There's no way there's no way whiteness can be made folly of in this case. And this guy that was shouting all the swearing at Crow's John House Thompson over the weekend. Yeah. He apologized on Sunday and they as far as I can tell, that apology is good enough for people. It's not a good and enough it, for me. It's becoming a non-story. I know Channel 5 has been covering it, but you can't cover anything with video when every other word is the F word. Right. right. You know. I, I find his apology meaningless, disingenuous, false. Yeah, uh, completely, he, he, he He showed me himself. He's a, he's a, a foolish man, and uh, he'll probably be representing... Uh, much of the area of St. Paul, where I spent my all my high school years and, and what have you, uh, great great people, and uh, the the demographics are so changed that I Gosh. think it's very easy for a guy like John Thompson to pull the wool over people's eyes and get their vote. It's just a crying shame because he has no agenda other than his own personal grievances to run for office. But Joe, your theory on you're going to miss the person that was replaced. Yeah. What what in the hell are we going to dissolve into in 5 years if 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 we continue down this path? That that's the things that, that keep me up at night. What well, what the hell are we turning dis- into? Full on destruction of the con- country is what they want. Yeah. You know, dismantling yep. the uh, justice system. Not you keep doing it, it. I can't sleep at night. You can't sleep at night. Are you a man or a woman? Don Knotts. That's what keeps me awake. (laughs) 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 Okay, I want to continue something. Uh, I I find this so personally interesting, and I verified it. Uh, The Obamas, who purchased a beautiful estate on Martha's Vineyard, uh, in spite of their public fear of oceans rising and we applauded that right yeah. uh, if you got the if you got the cash to buy a place on Martha's Vineyard man uh, you're the envy I think that's great but you you're disqualified from your BS you don't get to lecture me and worry about some polar bear and rising oceans you just don't get to well it gets more interesting there's a beachfront compound in Hawaii I'm going to link this to what's going on here by the way I have a link in mind a link to the agenda uh, driven by news gathering organizations. A beachfront compound in Hawaii where former President Barack Obama reportedly plans to retire has used a planning loophole 
to retain a seawall that is likely causing beach erosion. State officials and community members told uh, ProPublica that Obama plans to reside in the $8.7 million compound on Oahu's Waimanalo Beach, uh, which was purchased by his close friend Marty Nesbitt in 2015. The Obamas made a big home buy of their own last year, that $11.75 million waterfront mansion on Martha's Vineyard. They bought that in uh, December. Uh, it's good to be president, huh? Permits obtained by ProPublica reportedly show that Hawaii developers are building three homes, two pools, and a security perimeter on the property after tearing down the site's mansion, which was famous for being the house in Magnum P.I. However, a century-old seawall is set to remain thanks to a loophole that allowed the sellers to obtain an easement on the seawall for a one-time payment of $61,400, despite environmental experts who warned it could cause coastal damage and beach erosion. Uh, The easement, reportedly acquired through Hawaii's Department of Land and Natural Resources, allows developers to essentially lease the public land that sits under the seawall for the next 55 years. An investigation by the Honolulu Star Advertiser found that state officials have awarded seawall easements to more than 120 property owners over the past two decades. They include business and real estate executives from Hawaii, the mainland U.S. and Japan, a former Honolulu City Council chairman, and a former managing director of a large hedge fund. Some have paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to bypass rules designed to protect the public shoreline. In addition, building permits show that developers are pursuing an expansion of the seawall. Local residents have noted that the existing beach along the property had nearly disappeared, according to the ProPublica report. The revised ordinances of Honolulu states that for the purpose of shoreline setback, it is a primary policy of the city to protect and preserve the natural shoreline, especially sandy beaches, to protect and preserve public pedestrian access laterally along the shoreline into the sea, and to protect and preserve open space along the shoreline. According to research from Hawaii's School of Ocean and Earth Science and Technology, however, multi-agency seawall buildings on eroding shores approved by the state has resulted in the loss of one quarter of beaches around the island of Oahu. Had city, state, and federal staff operated in an integrated fashion, focused on a single overriding policy to protect and serve the natural shoreline, this unconscionable level of environmental destruction probably would not have happened, researchers wrote. Okay, and it goes on and on to to, to tell me uh, what a marvelous uh, retirement uh, compound this will be for Obama. Uh, Apparently on property purchased for him by his friend Marty Nesbitt. And I so I did some homework on well, who in the hell is Marty Nesbitt? Mm-hmm. Well, all, he's an African American, and Trump's an African American. Uh, he's a, a very Obama successful is. Obama, Obama is. President Obama. What did I say? Trump. Oh, uh, right. Just a little Freudian slip. Obama there. is an African American, <laughs> and this Marty Nesbitt's an African American. <laughs> which, because you Mysterians have turned everything into race, is terribly important, as you will soon discover. Uh, Marty serves on the boards of directors of publicly traded companies, Centerpoint Energy, Norfolk Southern Corporation, American Airlines. He formerly served as the founder and chief executive officer of The Parking Spot, a Chicago-based airport parking company. He also served on the board of the Chicago Housing Authority. He's a close personal friend of former President Barack Obama and was the campaign treasurer during Obama's 08 presidential campaign. Nesbitt was born to a black American family and raised in Columbus, Ohio, graduating from Columbus Academy. 
He went on to earn his bachelor's degree from Albion College in Albion, Michigan in 1985. After working as a financial analyst at GMAC, he won a fellowship to study at the University of Chicago Graduate School of Business, where he earned his MBA in 1991. Bear with me. This is all important. From 1996 to 1998, he worked as the vice president of Pritzker Realty Group, and in 1998 founded the parking spot along with investor Penny Pritzker. The parking spot officers, uh, offers airport parking services primarily for business travels. Then it goes on to say uh, how, they, uh, how they met the Obamas. Uh, both, uh, I'll read it because it's important. Nesbitt and Barack Michelle Obama uh, met through Michelle Obama's brother, Craig Robinson, who was a high school basketball coach. He supported Obama's 04 Senate bid and served as the campaign treasurer in 08. In 2013, he co-founded the Vistria Group, a private equity firm with Chicago businessman Kip Kirkpatrick. Both Desbitt and Kirkpatrick serve on the board of Rush University Medical Center. Along with a series of other funds, the Vistria Group acquired Apollo Education Group, one of the world's largest private education providers, in 2017. The firm has over $3.1 billion in assets under management from institutional investors like public retirement plans, corporations, endowments or foundations, high net worth families, non-U.S. investors, and financial institutions. All right. I can't uh, I, the list of hypocrisies here uh, are incalculable. But here's the larger point. How many Marty Nesbits are there in this country? Because you sure as hell are never going to hear about them. Hmm. Here is a, a wealthy black businessman doing a wealthy black former president uh, a, a world of favor uh, using money to get the loopholes, behaving. Uh, by the way, I don't care that Obama lives there. It's just another excuse you can't lecture me about anything. Behaving in exactly the way that the Mysterians accuse the, the patriarchal white business establishment of behaving. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Here is a, here's the, 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 a black former president. We had a black as president in eight years, and race relations right now are worse than they ever have been. And this black former president has as one of his good buddies a really connected, wealthy guy who also was black. And apparently, despite what we're told by Antifa, despite what we're told by rioters, despite what we're told by John Thompson, has succeeded tremendously in life. Now, I will agree there probably aren't enough Marty Nesbitts, but how many are there? Because it's not, it's not part of the agenda of the news gathering institutions to to highlight black success hmm. that doesn't square with their agenda right there right. can only be black failure no there's plenty of black success i'm betting oh, it's just for sure. a, it's just amazing to me uh and and here's here's uh, Marty Nesbitt, who's got the lawyers and the and the people, and no, uh, hey, don't worry, uh, Barack. We can get that. We'll keep that beach uh, seawall. We don't have to get rid of that. There's a way we can get around that. This is exactly the way the Mysterians complain about white America. When the truth of it is, guys do deals all the time, whether they're black or white. They're doing deals all the time, and they're slipping it under the radar, in this case, uh, with some degree of legality, but flying in the face of environmental concerns, 
flying in the face of what these what these people preach disingenuously about climate change. This is his second oceanfront property. And this guy probably will give a speech this week uh, during the virtual DNC uh, meetings uh, warning us of imminent climate change. Yeah, right, right. B as in B, S as in S. He can't get away with this. Again, more power to you, Obama. You figured out how to line your pockets with the best of them, and God bless you. I hope you enjoy the estate in Martha's Vineyard, and I, I hope you enjoy this new compound in Hawaii. But don't, you, you have lost your credibility. You can't lecture me about anything when it comes to the environment. Nothing. First of all, there's nothing to lecture me about. It's not, it's a political movement, as we all know. It has nothing to do with the environment. And, uh, I just, uh, I, I think I'm bringing it back full circle to what we're seeing now. What we're seeing now uh, with the uh, ignoring of uh, uh, the death of young Connor because it was a black shooter, uh, the behavior of John Thompson at Bob Kroll's house, the destruction of cities, Portland, Seattle, Chicago, New York. That's all part of the agenda. That's all part of the agenda, and the sentiment that we're supposed to accept is these are aggrieved people that deserve this outlet of frustration and expression. B.S. These are destructionists. These are people calling for the end to everything Barack Obama and Marty Nesbitt stand for. And protesters will never be on their front door. And... I bet you this story doesn't get covered in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the L.A. Times. Uh, this is Fox News reacting to the, the Honolulu uh, Star Advertiser. It's interesting. This uh, property was demolished in 2018. I'm looking at both pictures of it then and uh, the Google uh, satellite photos of this. That seawall actually turns in from the sea and mm -hmm. ends right in the middle of this property mm -hmm. uh and the seawall looks like it was made of rock and stone and it, it's 100 it years old it's decrepit and uh very unsightly and, and the seawall i'm just going to take a guess and say it's 50 yards out from the shore uh, yeah. but you know i'm guessing here yeah there's a little opening to get boats in and out of it <clears throat> But uh, it, it's, I think it's somewhat analogous to somebody on the whitefish chain, uh, for example, who successfully gets to grandfather in a boathouse. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, right. And, and to do so, you'd be paying certain fees and jumping through hoops and having connected people who could help you pull that off. And I've got to say, it's wonderful. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. a wonderful little rule. Yeah, uh, and I know plenty of people that have taken advantage of it, and rightfully so. They've put up something really nice there. And if I recall correctly, all you need is a foundation or a concrete flooring or something like that. You, you don't need an actual structure there. But you lying frauds out there tearing this country apart because you think you've been denied some. Mostly white people, by the way, who are doing the most damage. Mostly white people doing the most damage in Portland and Seattle and New York and Chicago. Uh, police reports out of Chicago over the weekend said there was, uh, it was college students and out-of-towners who, who wrecked Michigan Avenue. Yeah, uh, in any event, for a party. That's right. what they're doing. You, 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 you frauds who tell me that, you don't, uh, that you're protesting uh, white patriarchal America, will you explain, please explain Barack Obama and Marty Nesbitt to me? And I'd, I'd like to have somebody uh, in a, a news-gathering institution uh, plug into the agenda. Let's start promoting the black successes in this country. 
because there has to be many Marty Nesbits. Given the population base, how many Marty Nesbits are there? Well, they Plenty. certainly they certainly won't if those black people are Republican, as we saw a couple of weeks ago when both Herman Cain and John Lewis passed away. Well, Marty saw... Nesbitt certainly isn't Republican. Right, right. He and Obama are tight. They're good buddies. There's a picture right. of them right here. I'm seeing them at a Bulls game. They're good, they're good friends. And, and what do friends do for each other? They make stuff happen. That's exactly what you people are protesting about or rioting about. And they'll never be exposed to this story. It'll never occur to them that Barack Obama and his friend Marty Nesbitt are, are behaving exactly the way you're accusing most of corporate America of behaving. I'm all for Obama building an estate, but you shut the hell up. You, you, you have no credibility whatsoever to tell me about the environment. None. This is your second beachfront mansion that you claim will be threatened by rising waters, then what the hell are you spending so much money for? Right. What the hell did he do for Chicago in eight years in office? Nothing. Nothing. It's gotten worse. It it's gotten worse. He was an activist. That's he it. could have he could have done so much and yeah. he didn't. And it, and, it, then, it, and then Trump said, Well I'm gonna send people in, we're gonna go in and clean up Chicago and he was immediately called a racist. Yeah. Oh my god. But from the very moment I believe it was Obama's first summer as president that he lashed out at the cop in Cambridge, Massachusetts, without any evidence at all. Remember that story? And what he could have done is the same thing I wish Melvin Carter would have done when this uh, misbehaving young woman was uh, tearing up a FedEx store or something in St. Paul. And the first thing Carter did was jump on the cops when, when it, what he should have done is go over to that girl's house and lecture her parents. It's the same thing with Obama. He jumps on the cops right away in that Cambridge case without any evidence whatsoever of what took place. In, and he, instead, he could have said, you know, we got to respect the police in this country. I don't really don't know much about this case yet, but I'm sure I'll get the facts and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it then. Nope. Instantaneous paint the cops bad. Uh, things have just only gotten worse, which is why, again, my... My fantasy would be that Kendall Qualls got elected president, not uh, not Barack Obama. It might be a different world. It might be a completely different world we're in. Good day, Mr. Mayor. My wife and I have been going for bike rides lately, but there have been some mild resentment on her part that I ride ahead and don't wait for her enough. I counter that I'm out for some exercise. We have been looking at various e-bikes over the past few years and finally stopped in at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. My wife tried various different styles and finally decided on a Bintelli Trend model electric assist bike. And let me tell you, she loves it. Our rides have turned from me stopping and waiting for her to catch up to her zipping by calling me slow. And she told me it's one of the best purchases she has made in years. Both Tim and his daughter Kayla answered our questions and showed us all of the various features of each bike. So I couldn't have asked for better customer service. Within a week of my life, within within a week of my wife praising her new bike and me trying out a few times, I called them up and gave them my information over the phone. And the folks at EcoFun set me up with my own EcoBite. Nice. All I had to do was stop in after work and load it into the back of my truck. Our only problem now is how to bring the dog along. Thanks for letting us know about these fine people. Sincerely, Glenn and Tammy Gabbert. Well, there you are, EcoFun. EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Scooters, Yamaha motorcycles, youth recreational equipment, the Bintelli e-bikes, 
helmets and apparel, and a great service department. And uh, Kayla Bloom, Tim's daughter, is uh, just a teen and is a nationally recognized expert on the Bentelli e-bike. You want her to explain it to you. She'll uh, <laughs> she'll she'll give you all the all the information you need. That's EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Great building sites in Sioux Falls are attracting national attention because Sioux Falls is open for business. I'm Dean Diesick from the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. Pay a visit to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. You'll find that Sioux Falls has just what business owners want and need. In Sioux Falls, you'll find talented people ready to go to work for you. Plus, short commutes, safe streets, available land and buildings, fewer taxes, and higher profits. In Sioux Falls, you pay no corporate or personal state income tax, see a significantly lower cost of doing business, and your business won't be tied up, locked down, or hung up in red tape. No matter what size your project is, Sioux Falls has available sites with logistical connections to air, rail, and two interstate highways. Expand or relocate your company to Sioux Falls and discover relief from excessive restrictions and costs. It all starts with a visit to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self-Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Well, the cabinets are going in this afternoon, the sink tomorrow or Wednesday. I'm talking about my kitchen remodel and aimhighconstructionmn.com and it has been an amazing journey so far. New deck out back, new concrete on the sidewalk retaining wall, new railing out front, and a brand new kitchen inside. I've been very, very impressed with the quality of work, uh, workmanship, the timing, the communication. And from talking to Chris Miller over the weekend, the GLer that owns Aim High, uh, you GLers have booked him out through the winter for certain products, uh, projects, certain projects. If you need a deck, you're going to go on the waiting list, but from the looks of my deck, it's definitely worth the wait. Knowing what I know right now, I'd absolutely hold out for the pros at Aim High. But if you need a roof, that can happen fairly soon. So no matter what you have in mind, be sure to log on to aimhighconstructionmn.com today and get in touch with Chris Miller right away because they might be able to get you in right away. I have full confidence that Aim High Construction is the solution. They're going to work within your budget, help your design. They can offer financing. Uh, get yourself on their schedule today. Now, I I'm going to be uh, talking to Chris here today or tomorrow and getting a list of jobs that he and Aim High can tackle right away so you guys know. But no matter what your project is, do it now. Schedule a meeting, get a design consultation, and then get an estimate, and then get ready to be happy. I mean really happy. I'm not used to being this happy. <laughs> AimHighConstructionMN.com. It, it's a new thing for Life-changing. me. Life-changing. I, I, met, I met with those guys Thursday, and I, I wasn't given any uh, assurance that uh, they can squeeze me in. Uh, I, I didn't feel I was being... Uh, Properly respected. <laughs> was, was was Keith with? Yeah. yeah. No, they're great they're, guys. They're great guys. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they're they, but they're but but again, you GLers with our clients, you're you've inundated them. Uh, they're very quality work. And, <laughs> Why is that a bad thing? No, it's a great thing. But <laughs> well, Chris, uh, you know, talking to Chris, he doesn't. Uh, 
he doesn't want to hire fresh new guys. He doesn't want to go down to a Home Depot and pick out a bunch of guys and say, here, slap in the deck. He's got to use his crews, you know, the crews that right. do the best work. So you're just going to have to deal with his schedule. But I'm telling you, it's worth a wait. I know all of us, and Joe, you particular, you have your guys, right? And if your guy, no matter what the project is, tells yeah. you, I can't get to it for six months, what do you do? You wait. I wait six months. Yeah, right. absolutely. So, uh, But I'm saying get a hold of uh, AIM High Construction today. A majority of Minneapolis residents are critical of the Minneapolis Police Department. Of course they are. Uh, but Police Chief Madeira Arredondo's approval rating remains high. This is according to a new Star Tribune, NPR News, and Carol Evan, Minnesota poll. Do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of the Minneapolis Police Department? All voters. Favorable, 25%. Unfavorable, 66%. Black voters. Favorable, 26%. 1% higher than white voters. Unfavorable, 58%. Uh, eight percentage points lower than white people. In other words, black voters... Uh, dislike the police department less than white voters, which I find fascinating. Right. Now you go to this uh, thing here. Uh, uh, do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of Minneapolis Police Chief Madeira Arredondo? Uh, uh, white people, 67%. Black people, 56%. Uh, male, 63% favorable. Female, 62% favorable. Uh and by age group, at between the ages of 56 to, 50 to 64, 78% approve of Madeira, and 65 and older, 85%. Uh, then it goes on to ask, uh, uh, regarding the disciplinary process for officers accused of misconduct, do you think the Minneapolis Police Union has too much influence, not enough influence, or the proper amount of influence? Uh, black, 64%, believe too much influence. Whites, 84%. Black uh, residents of Minneapolis, uh, if this poll is to be taken seriously, have less... They're, they're still overwhelmingly. They're still overwhelmingly not in favor of the police department, but fewer black residents of Minneapolis seem to discredit the police department than white people. Uh, black people have no reason to appear woke. They don't really need that. They've got other problems. But the white people probably are just chomping at the bit to say, "I really think we should have restorative justice programs." And, and, and uh, look at uh, how woke I am. Yeah. And then speaking of that. Uh, Fred Mello in the Pioneer Press today uh, had a long interview with uh, Jil Mitra Jalali, who uh, is a St. Paul City Council member uh, representing the uh, Midway area in St. Paul that got destroyed. And I just want to read you her uh, response to one of uh, Fred's questions. Uh, uh, most... Most recently, following the death of George Floyd, you've called for defunding the police entirely. Who do you expect to show up when a resident dials 911 during a shooting or a stabbing? Answer. I have called for rapidly and significantly shifting investments out of the St. Paul Police Department and traditional policing because I believe we could create and hire a community workforce oh. and programs wow. that are not law enforcement. The same <laughs> amount of resources could promote stability and safety for our city. She's like a dumb Miss America contest trying wow. to tell you how to bring about world peace. 
Uh, is I don't think even a country. <laughs> I don't think anyone talking about defunding is talking about zeroing out the budget and doing nothing to keep people safe. I think the first steps of defunding the police are changing how we invest. Don't you like the way she uses that term? Like what we already started doing in St. Paul with the set of proposals around community first public safety. Those were heavily supported by our community. The Midway Community Ambassadors team is one of the programs that we funded. We expanded the community ambassadors to additional areas where that type of street outreach that isn't police and is focused on helping vulnerable youth is really needed. Other programs are things like healing streets. A lot of folks who have experienced gun violence, being in a gang, they have lived through that, and now they can credibly turn around and counsel people out of cycles of retaliatory gun violence. What, what evidence do you have, uh, Mitra, that that's taking place? Uh, it's, just utter, it's just utter incomprehensible gibberish from the salon. From her... Uh a spot on the St. Paul City Council website. Uh, she has previously worked as a classroom teacher, community organizer, policy aide, and congressional staffer to U.S. Rep. Keith Ellison. Her uh-huh. priorities include a attainable and affordable housing and ownership, sure. community-first public safety and yeah. police accountability, sustainability and transit, and community wealth building through economic development. Well, at least that's a ray of hope through economic development. That's promoting business, but what, it's a bunch what of about, uh, gobbledygook. What about those potholes, Matthew? Does, no, does she no say mention. anything about no that? Yeah. Sidewalk art? Is she worried about Cur- sidewalk art? No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's institutional gibberish. Yep. It, it means nothing. So I, She's no different than Lisa Bender or uh, what's Cano's name? Uh, Alejandro, Alejandra Cano? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all the same. They're all of the same growth. They're all of the same club. They live in the salon, and they have no bleeping clue what's going on in the real world and, and have no identity with the rest of us, So no, you mentioned, no engagement with us. You mentioned Floyd. Uh, President Trump is currently speaking down in Mankato, mm-hmm. and according to your newspaper, Dave Oreck had a piece in which uh, Trump said he wanted to go visit the George Floyd Memorial, and Walls told him over the weekend that's a really bad idea. Mm-hmm. Do you think he did that because he was actually worried about safety? Or do you think he did that because he didn't want Trump to be able to have that as part of his campaign, uh, you know, like the, the footage from that? Wow. That's, that's a, a good awesome. question. That's, that's a, a really good, good question. Awesome. That's what I'm here for. Yep, look at yeah. that. Now yeah. shut up for the rest of the show. Thank you. I, I do see, I do see uh, you know, Walls doesn't take ownership of anything. He doesn't take ownership of his National Guard uh, folly. He doesn't take ownership of the pandemic. He doesn't take ownership of the debt. But the left will take ownership of 38th and Chicago, and I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to prevent Trump from that photo op. That's what I was thinking when I saw that headline. Because, you know, there, if he was going to show up there, believe me, it would be about 5 million people oh. with assault weapons surrounding him. Oh. So, I, I, you know, that's, they can, the left can take ownership of that. They, they want that because that's their bread and butter right now. Yep. So. Uh, and Trump's appearance there, let's face it, would be terribly disingenuous anyway. You'd know that he was doing it for a campaign it, it, photo it wouldn't. It wouldn't look right. It's like when he had the Bible outside that church. Yeah. Holding he's... it like he's never held a book before. <laughs> exactly. Oh. The National Weather Service tweeted Sunday that the temperature in Death Valley on Sunday hit 130 degrees, which, if confirmed, would be the hottest temperature officially verified since when? Uh, the beginning of time, since uh, 200 years of records. 
July of 1913. Why do you think they call it Death Valley? It gets hot. There you go. There's nothing in this story that's going to be presented on every. This is part of the agenda. This is part of the agenda uh, with the News Gathering Association to present this uh, hot day in Death Valley as an example of uh, global warming, which is not taking place. If anything, it's cooling. Uh, in any event, the climate has always changed and always will. And it's called Death Valley, you morons, because you can die there from the heat. You got it? It's not called Happy Valley. No. It's not called Cool Valley. Right. It's well, not called Pleasant Valley. What is it again? Death Valley. Oh, death. That's pretty permanent. So this has happened before. 100, uh, 130 degrees on July of 1913. Okay? Yep. I'm just grateful that we're still getting the sense winds because they, they, uh, they haven't shut those off yet because people like me live for the sense winds. <laughs> so I can say, what's the problem? It's been this hot before. It's so hot. How hot is it? There's probably you could die. Death there's probably there's probably bleach bones in that Death Valley from 1913. It hit 129 in July of 2013, uh, but it also hit 130 in July of 1913. Thus, its ignominious name, Death Valley, right there in the name. Yeah, it's right there. It's not not that difficult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people on the uh, regarding the process at Kroll's house, a lot of emailers with great questions. Why weren't they arrested? Where were the Hugo police? Um, Why weren't well, they arrested they, they, for yeah, trespassing? Yeah, they could be arrested for trespassing. Yeah. Do you think maybe Kroll didn't want that to escalate the situation? Uh, I, 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 I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. I'm not. I'm, hey, you had your shining moment a couple true, minutes ago. So I did. Let's, yeah. <laughs> uh, many emailers though saying this is not this is disturbing. This is an endorsed candidate. He better not do anything at Grunhofer's. Uh, uh, Kelsey noting uh, this is what took place Saturday at the home of Bob Kroll and Liz Collins. Why did police not arrest them for trespassing? Uh, Kelsey again, Joe, you might want to show that video to the CP. Uh, I want her to be aware of the fact that John Thompson, crazy, violent, racist, just won the Democratic par uh, primary in House District 67A, representing the Lake Phelan and Greater East Side area. In other words, he will also be voting on issues that will ultimately impact all of the city. Good luck. Yeah, I can show it to her, and I still can't get her to move. Don't twist it on you. Yep, I just can't get her to move. Uh... Is, are any of the listeners uh, familiar with Highland Village, do you think? Many, many oh, are. Oh, I'm sure that was the uh, probably one of the original shopping centers way back when. Kind of St. Paul's poor man's version of 50th in France, let's say. Yeah. You know, uh, But it's a beautiful residential area. I told you about my buddy walking on Highland Parkway who was accosted and had his wallet stolen from yep. him. Told you about that one. Mm -hmm. Well, the Pioneer Press is reporting on uh, the 2100 block of Pinehurst. Mm -hmm which is a beautiful residential area between Creton and Cleveland, right near uh, what passes for downtown Highland Park. Two assaults last week. One was a 64-year-old newspaper delivery guy. Uh, got beat up, got his cell phone, wallet, and car stolen. And then on the same week, uh, an 18-year-old pizza delivery guy got beat up and got his well, uh, wallet, cell phone, and car stolen. So... Uh, yeah, that was the it one doesn't make any difference where you live. doesn't it, make a bit of difference where you live. 
No, they're becoming bold. Those two guys that got the uh, the pizza delivery guy said, "Hey, uh, we ordered a pizza. You got to come over here." So yeah. he didn't follow protocol number one. Not that he should have to apologize, but and they're getting younger too. The uh, the people that are doing these things are. It's not a 25-year-old Th- kid. This conversation came up over the weekend because St. Paul decided that they're going to do 100% distance learning. Is that correct for the for the next upcoming school year? Yes. Yeah, public well, they're going to start that way. We'll uh, see how it goes. I got news for all of you people that live at St. Paul. If you think that the rise in crime and the absence of these kids being in school is a pure coincidence, you're fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what, what did we have? We had a 12-year-old? That had a gun, yeah, and waved it in front of someone's face. Twelve yeah, in, Min- in Minneapolis, a well, Minneapolis case. Twelve. Uh, that kid's going to end up getting shot and killed, and then there's just going to be more protests and more violence, and it's just a violent downward spiral that we're in. I can't. That we tell now you. need protection to go from our vehicle into our homes. I can't tell you how many people at the airport have a firearm. It uh, it used to be really. In the three years that I've been there, occasionally we would get one. The first now, uh, of course, everybody going to Alaska does, but just people going anywhere, they because they have to report that at the ticket counter. And uh, the I would say it's gone up at least fifty uh, percent from what I've seen wow. before. Everybody wow. has a firearm. And that's good. What are you, Kenny, at a gas station? Somebody just drove over the two. <laughs> check the oil for me, will you, two there, Tiger? Ding, ding! I'm here. <laughs> Come on out please. with your oily yeah. rent. You, you said Alaska, Rook. You know what question? The first question they asked us when we were getting our COVID test? Hey, are you guys going to Alaska? Oh, really? We said, what? And, and the tester said, seems like everybody here today is going to Alaska. Yeah, said, there are. Well, we're uh, not whole, going to Alaska. And Alaska's got a, uh, you have to fill out a certain form if you are going to Alaska to prove mm-hmm. that you uh, don't have the COVID. What, why? What am I missing? Just like five or six health questions. It's mandatory. But do you have to do that wherever you go or just Alaska? Just Alaska. Why? I don't know. Alaska rules. Huh. Because they're not doing that to go to St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy has been a listener from day one. Day one. He was a frequent caller. April 29th, 1993. Used to be an infrequent caller, you may remember, back when the economy collapsed in 08. I called in about buying a dump truck to keep the economy going. I've made other references to one of Rook's old industry of plowing white gold. Well, we maintain the apartments across from the uh, radio station, KSTP, off of Barry, including the new ones that were built where the old Weyerhaeuser location was torn down and new apartments built to the south of your station. Yeah, on Thursday last on Thursday last week, my crew uh, working had their truck stolen while working at those new apartments. The uh-huh. thieves left the trailer, mowers, handheld equipment, and just took the truck. Some of the blame does lie with my crew as they had taken the keys out and put them in the tray below the radio in the truck. While they were working, someone rifled through the truck, found the keys, and took off. My crew called the police. They showed to file a report, but my guys were told there is nothing the police could do until they found out I have a GPS unit in all of my trucks and on my equipment. My guys called as they were talking with the police and asked if I could track the truck, which I pulled up on the app and was able to follow the truck the entire time to where the thieves eventually stopped at 2313 13th Avenue South in Minneapolis. It did take a while for the Minneapolis police to eventually arrive at the location. Once they did, they informed me I would have to have the truck impounded. Not for the police to search the truck for evidence, but because they couldn't wait for me to get a key. I wasn't close to home to get a spare key, nor did I have a spare on me. 
They couldn't leave the truck there, since the thieves would now know there must be some sort of tracking device. Eventually, a tow showed, and the truck was towed to the impound lot in Minneapolis. We finally have the truck back ourselves. We had to have new keys programmed, since the thieves still had the old key and would know a job site they could get the truck again. In the two and a half hours they had the truck, they drove eight miles, basically across the street from your station to 13th Avenue South and East 24th Street. They had already stripped off all the lettering on the doors and tailgate. So far, I am out 138 bucks for the impound fee, 190 bucks for the tow, $456 for two new keys programmed, and it'll cost 200 for the truck to be relettered, not to mention the loss of production for dealing with this. If your dad was still around to sell those door magnets, I would have had to make a call. <laughs> we deal with some sketchy properties. Your area on University is one of the quieter ones we deal with. We are based out of the Forest Lake area, and each day I wrestle with, after 31 years, am I doing the right thing with working in the urban environment? We have had guys chased by the homeless in the Greenway. Uptown, we have had people yell and scream at us for using power equipment it is truly getting out of hand that's uh that's jeremy signing off jeremy, hey, jeremy i'm sorry that's, uh his truck was found at a little tiny little park there on the corner of 13th and uh, 24th so let me so they probably pulled into the parking lot there and uh started stripping it but, mm-hmm. but for what purpose? What are they going to gain? I'm just trying to get in the mind of the thief. What does what, what the thief do gain? crimes in it they they do crimes in it they apparently anticipated using the truck until they realized a tow truck was coming to take it away. Oh. At oh. which point they really didn't have much ground to stand on to run out there and say, hey, don't we take just, my truck. We just stole that. What are you, well, what are you doing? I, I told uh, you guys uh, last week that the, the guys were working on a light rail platform right out here, and their truck got stolen. Probably the mm-hmm. same crew. Probably not not crew worker crew, but crew of uh, criminals. Oh, in the same area. Yeah, you're probably right. And all the aim high uh, uh, guys that I've had here, subcontractors, I I tell them all the same thing: lock your trucks up, lock the back up, don't let it, don't leave any tools laying around in the front yard because they'll disappear. They show up on skateboards and bicycles and stolen cars and. All they need is a minute, and your stuff is gone. When you get your new rig from uh, Schmel's Countryside of Maplewood, don't leave the keys in the truck or the SUV or the sedan. Uh, I'm talking about Schmel's Countryside Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. Right now, 0% interest for 72 months on all new 2019 and 2020 VWs with deferred payment of 120 days and uh, up to 60 months of uh, zero free interest on select used vehicles, or as we call it in the car business, pre-owned. So here's what you do. You go to the three websites, SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Pick out what you want to test drive. Do your due diligence. Give them a call at Schmelz. They're going to give you your own personal sales appointment. That way everybody stays nice and safe and nobody has to worry about strangers wandering around like me, kicking tires and wondering what this switch does and that switch does. You'll be on your own with the guys at Schmelz, and they'll uh, they'll take care of you. Uh, mighty fine. I'm just looking for the phone number here. Uh, it's right here. 651 243 4316 Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. 
Man, technology is wonderful, isn't it? It is so nice when you can go online, you want to get your carpets clean. You just realize the doggy had a little bit of an accident. You don't want to sit there and let that stain fester. You want to get rid of it as soon as possible. Well, you go to MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com and you make an appointment online. Commercial, residential, pet odor removal, tile and grout, they do it all for you. They are garage logicians. Tim and Carla are true GLers. And they wanted to make it as easy as possible for all of you GLers to get your carpets cleaned. And I mean, this is top-of-the-line stuff. So go to MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. They have state-of-the-art equipment specializing in problem cleaning as pet odors and spills. They have a special process that actually removes the odor, not just masks the smell. If you need your carpets cleaned, and everybody does, you should do it every six months, go to MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. Click on the book online button at the top of the page, and you schedule your next cleaning. You get prices. You get schedule. It's all up front. There's no surprises at MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. That's MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. Isn't it shaping up to be a beautiful week? Holy mackerel. Yes, it really is. Too bad we I can't love do it. anything, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Good day, Mr. Mayor and staff. I trust everyone had a good weekend in GL. Thanks for having Painter on to talk about United Heroes League. We're a great organization that's helped military families all over the globe. Uh, I'd like to keep it jovial, but like my guy, the Snowbilly, says, let's kill some time. Governor Walls' comment about 19-year-olds who are cooks upset a lot of people, myself included. But too many people are losing the forest for a tree. His comment wasn't inaccurate. We have 19-year-olds who are cooks. We also have tankers, human resources, administrators, infantry, communications, field artillery, lawyers, ordnance, transportation, pilots, fuelers, military police, mortuary affairs, and many more. A good percentage of those soldiers have also been deployed overseas to places that would incapacitate a Mysterian's ability to ever complain about anything in our country ever again. All of those soldiers put their life on hold for a week or more to walk the streets, guard the hospitals, and stand outside the Capitol to keep the public safe and restore order. It's true the vast majority of us are not formally trained or equipped for riot control, traditionally a MP function, but the whole state saw order being restored about 12 hours after we were put in place, while many other cities still have weekly problems. Back to my forest in the tree. People are focusing on his comment on cooks. What people should be asking is, why did he fail at one of his basic leadership responsibilities? When Minneapolis was burning to the ground and Fry asked for help, it was Walls' job as governor and responsibility as a leader to provide guidance, direction, and resources efficiently and decisively. In my humble opinion, that did not happen. Even if the guard wasn't going to be the solution, it took far too long and an abundance of finger-pointing to get any solution. Even still, the governor and mayor are displaying weak character and a lack of leadership by continuing to throw sand. Effective leaders take ownership of problems or mistakes, admit when they're wrong, and learn from those situations. Wall should know this from his military career. Even 19-year-old cooks know that, trying to hold the center, the chief. Well, I can't argue with a word the chief said. Stacy, the GL geologist, wants us to know that mother is rumbling in Mexico. Uh-oh. Uh, the largest is a 5-2 with several foreshocks and one aftershock so far. All right. Uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you. Humbly, I've given you a few ideas for the show. I've given you Garage Wood, the unsuccessful listener map, and a few others. I've got another, and I think it's pretty good. Wait a minute. This is Greg. Is he taking, uh, is he taking credit for the Garage Wood? 
How many years ago did he let us know about that? Well, I've got another, and I think it's pretty good. I'm currently writing this email on my Smarty Pants phone from the parking lot of an appliance store. I'm doing so because my brilliant idea for an addition of the GL Lexicon just occurred to me, and I knew that I had to write it down immediately before it left my not-so-steel trap of a mind. You see, I just brought back a $500 dishwasher that the CP said was broken. Devoid in faith of me to fix it, she tasked me with the shore of fetching a new one as a replacement. I did as she wished. Wished, But prior to the installation of the new one, as anyone with any knack would do, I first cleaned out all the pipes and air intake. Lo and behold, that fixed it. In essence, I saved us 500 bucks. Or you could say, I made 500 Regardless, we are up 500 As I stand in this parking lot, I think I should be able to spend a little of the Retrieve 500 at a hardware store down the road, right? Uh, of course, I would not spend the whole 500 but how about a percentage? Like the uh, gratuity you might leave as a tip at a restaurant. Yeah. In fact, the new GL Lexicon term could be just that, gratuity. Gratuity, a reasonable percentage of discretionary cash gifted to the family member who saves the family money exceeding 200 by successfully fixing something in which the rest of the family had no faith in that person to fix. <laughs> the expenditures from said percentage may never be questioned. What are your thoughts? I don't believe a term like this exists yet, does it? Uh, humbly, Greg Terpstra, Linden, Washington. I think he's got. I think he's got a point. Don't you get a little taste? Don't you get a little taste? Huh? Be careful. Here. A little so. gratuity. A little you gratuity. Five hundred. That's well, house money. Well, of course we think so, but whether or not it's reality is a whole different deal. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I, I just Reeves, don't know. You got to tell him. And then you what are you going to call the rule? Okay. I'm in need of a good morning, Mayor. I'm in need of a ruling here. A year ago, the CP and I moved up to Wyoming from Forest Lake. Since this was a new house, we decided that we should get new furniture. Knowing my place, I stayed out of her way when it came to decorating and finding things that match. The only thing I asked is that I get to pick out a lazy boy for my room, the basement. She agreed to this and all was well, except for one thing. The location of the chair put it far back from the TV, and she won't let me move it closer because it will throw the room off. I've decided that the couch provided the optimal spot for viewing. This past weekend, she asked why I wasn't sitting in the chair I so desperately needed. I replied with, it's too far away from the TV, and the couch is the best spot. Later in the day, she looked at me and said, if you got a bigger TV, would you use that chair more? This is oh. where I need your ruling. Does that oh. fall under the guidelines of permission? Am I no, subject no. to the three prices rule if it doesn't, or am I no. now allowed to get any TV I want without yes. harassment? Braden, yes. you're allowed to get any TV you want without <laughs> harassment, and the three prices you pay should not come into Boom. play. The price you yeah. paid, the price you told her you paid, and the price you pay, your price you paid when she finds out the price you paid. Take We're her with you. TV, In fact, take the, her with you. Yeah, uh, the TV uh, the size of a billboard. I mean, <coughs> seriously. Braden, she there. virtually ordered you to get a new yeah. TV. Yeah. There's, no, there's no, you are on, you are on solid ground. There are no rulings come into play. What, what wait, what, what are you sitting on, Reavers? What were you two talking about there? Well. Uh, so Mary Devine retweeted a photo from a woman named Dina Winter. I believe she works for the Denver Post, and she's down in the greater Mankato area covering the president's appearance there. And um, the what? photo is, uh, I'll just read the headline. He doesn't have toilet paper on his shoe again, does he? No, no. but uh, U.S. Senate candidate Jason Lewis oh. is in his car trying to convince deputy sheriffs that they're allowed to cut to the front of the line. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he's he's almost got the. the... <laughs> right. That's okay. I'm a former congressman. What is Jason of. insisting? That he gets to cut to the front of the line uh, to go see the, the president. Because oh, uh, on foot, you mean? No, no, no. He's in his car. There's a line of cars. There's a line of cars oh, to try oh. to get to. I, I don't exactly know where President Trump is speaking. He's trying at to the airport there. in Mankato. Okay, so which apparently can handle a 747. Yes. So all right. Wow. Well, good luck to Mr. Lewis. Yes. <laughs> Joe, I heard this all weekend on the radio while listening, uh, while painting the house. A state-run ad that ends with, while we will never get back to normal, we can be more, sponsored by the state of Minnesota. Is this message from the state not frightening to anyone else? Trying to leave, signed Brandt. What the hell does that mean? We will never get back to normal, but we can be more. More than what? Chris, is there any way you can find that ad? Uh, let me see. He said he heard yeah. it on KQ over the weekend while painting the house. Huh. Okay. State-run ads that ends with, well, we will never get back to normal. We can be more. Sponsored by the state of Minnesota. No idea more. what that means. State of so they're setting us up for uh, masks forever. Yep. They Sounds like it, doesn't it? Mail-in ballots and every other thing. Hmm. Okay. It might Such. be the Stay Safe Minnesota. Such. Huh? Such. What? Well, we got time here. I use newspaper to start bonfires up north, right? So I'm crumpling up paper, and I come across the Star Tribune, Minnesota local region section from uh, August 2nd, 2019. Below the fold, the headline, Minneapolis inches closer to a ban on new drive-thrus. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> the city council yeah, insisting on no more drive-thrus. Right. We covered and now, that. now what are we doing now? Yeah. Everything is drive-through and pickup. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Hey, I'm trying to look it up. Joe, what was it called again? The the client? It's the state of Minnesota. Yeah, uh, they're looking for an endorsee. Public service. <laughs> I'm, I'm available. Uh, I can do you that would one. Cross the line, wouldn't you? I can do that one. Rookie yep. here. We're you don't screwed. have to. You don't have to find it. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. Okay. It's find okay. it. I insist. Well, well, then you find it, Kenny, because he, one of these dummies, can't find it. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where it is. I don't know if that's the same one. Yeah, drop it, please. Okay. Like it's hot? Uh, Barry Shockle writes, uh, We know that the world of greatest scientific experts and authorities in climate uh, science, AOC and Greta Thunberg, have figured out that the world is going to end in 12 years, now down to 11 years. But theoretical physicist Matt Kaplan has told us officially when the universe will end and in what way. It will happen sometime over the next few trillion years. As white dwarfs cool down over the next few trillion years, they'll grow dimmer, eventually freeze solid, and become black dwarf stars that no longer shine. You can't make up this stuff fast enough. Joe, you and I could have come up with the prediction. Hell, even the Rook could have made this prediction with the same amount of accuracy. And to think we pay these accommodations to come up with this crap and they can't even tell us the correct weather two weeks in advance with greater than 50% accuracy. So the margin of error between AOC and Greta Thunberg ends in 12 years and the universe ends in a few trillion years. Seems like a safe bet. How can the left take any of these crackpot guesses as science? Because they're trying to change the world, Barry. 
and they're they don't care if they lie to you. It's just uh, it's just what they do. It's just what they do. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. This isn't a break, Chris. I'm just doing my friends. I just want to talk about my friends at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Highway 61, right at the north end of Hugo, the east side of Highway 61. It's the meat palace of the world. They're adding 2,500 additional square feet to make even more of these delicious products like the meatloaf and the brats and the additional flavors of brats. I uh, got a couple of emails today from people raving about the Italian spicy brats, mm. uh, st- uh, tomahawk steaks, the uh, salmon, the shrimp, the skewers, the seasoning, the cheeses, everything you want for your outdoor, well, and indoor cooking needs. Available at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, one of the greatest uh, greatest discoveries the GLers have ever made. And because GLers own Highway 61, that's where it is. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on Highway 61, just at the north end of Hugo. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. I was born and raised in Minnesota. We are now living in Reno, Nevada. I love listening to the podcast to keep up with what is going on in my beloved Minnesota. I almost drove off the road laughing when one of the guys commented on the Trini Lopez song that he could just buy a hammer at Fratelloni's and probably a lemon tree, too. I have learned things like don't leave the garage wood behind. It didn't make it into the moving truck, and there was a pouty face around here when he realized his precious garage wood was left behind. Now the reason I contacted you. The husband has been wearing chill boy undies for the last couple of months. He is convinced they are his lucky shorts and insists on wearing them when he plays craps. Sometimes those sessions can go long, and we don't want a repeat of the tragic chafing incident of 2013. Keep pushing back. Rhonda out in out in Reno. Nice. Yeah, that's, yeah, I just think so. Uh, twins play tonight. Yep. Uh, they had a successful weekend. The uh, Royals for one more tonight, yes. Royals, uh, it's called the wraparound season. Huh? I've given up on the NHL. I have no idea what's going on. I haven't uh, I haven't paid much. I watched a little bit of the Wild games, but I, I couldn't be less interested. I just... Uh, How, I mean, why is... I mean, I, I'm in complete agreement with you. It's August 17th, that's why. It's and just, I just, yeah. I haven't... I haven't missed it, but had they been on, you know, in years past, I'd always check in for the see what the wildest what the score is. Yeah, see but you were score is. you were checking in on a forty-two degree rainy May day. You know, you weren't checking in in the middle of the summer. Okay. And let me let me and let me tell you something else, smart me? boy. Let yeah, me watching. tell you something else, smart boy. Yeah. Has the NFL uh, canceled its uh, practice games? Its yes. preseason yeah, games? Yeah, they're just playing regular season this year. Yeah, I'll ask Patrick uh, tonight for Monday Night Sports Talk. But have we made a decision yet on fans? Jerry Jones, I see, insists that he'll have fans. I think each team is allowed to do whatever their state guidelines uh, allow. You know what I'm saying? So and, I know the Vikings are not having any any fans for their home games. And as long as uh, the governor and the mayors have uh, endorsed uh, by their silence uh, rioting uh, when large numbers of people get together, you'd think you could figure out a way to put 5,000 people in the ballpark for a baseball game. Right. I, I just I, I would want, want to know how many people are comfortable with even going. Well, I'd go to a day game, maybe. <laughs> Have we seen any numbers from Sturgis? No. It's probably too early. Speaking of Sturgis and rioting, did you happen to see the footage? Last day of the rally, Antifa shows up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, the rally is down 50%, right? 
Yeah. Uh, but at the last day of the rally, uh, a lot of the crowds have already thinned out. So Antifa shows up, starts doing their protests. They get left alone. And we're talking guys in colors here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, some, some tough customers. There's a bike, a guy on a bike riding through the crowd, as is his right. He's going a half a mile an hour. One of the Antifa guys kicks his saddlebag. Mm-hmm. The Sturgis police rush in, grab this guy, escort him out of there, and saved his life. Yes, yes they did. Literally. Yes, they because, did. Because uh, there were some guys there, and we all know who I'm talking about, that would have that would that guy wouldn't have lived to see the sunset is what I'm saying. I saw and a the, uh, the police, the hated, hated police saved this guy's life. Yeah, that happened. I saw that also um it was about a years ago, maybe mid nineties, a guy comes out of the bar, he's got the gray suit and a bow tie, and he knocks over about seven or eight of the uh Satan's helpers. They were a uh, they were a motorcycle gang. And they brought him in there and they were gonna do some bad stuff to that guy. Yeah. You're talking about Pee-wee Herman. That's yeah, right. He knocked over about eight or nine bikes, and he almost—that's your point of reference, isn't he's it? He almost—he almost got out of it. So I know how tough those guys can be. Hey, get this. Saturday, we're having lunch outside at an old restaurant on one of the lakes in the on the Fox Lake chain in Illinois, mm-hmm. and uh, nifty old place, German place, Steetz's, I think. 1938, it was established. Is that the and place with all the stumps? The, the whole chain is full of stumps. It's not an aesthetically pleasing uh, chain, but it's an interesting chain mm. for going through the channels and all that stuff. Anyway, we're sitting there, and this biker comes up. He's about 75 years old. He's got the Marlon Brando hat on. He's got the tattoos. It looks like he's been road hard and put away wet. And uh, he looks at us, and he says, uh, do I need a mask in there? And I said, I, I have no idea. And uh, he said, I haven't been here in a long time. He looks out the lake and he says, I caught a bluegill out there when I was about nine. And then uh, he's got all this, all these badges and stuff, and he walks by, and the back of his vest says, Black Guns Matter. Uh, I, I don't know if he was an advocate of, of yeah, what uh, does that mean? armed uh, black citizens or, or what he meant. But when he disappeared, I said to the guys, I said, I think he's only killed about five or six people in his life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> God almighty. Did you uh, cruise around that uh, lake and that boat that made its way south? Yeah, it was oh, fun. Nice. It's fun. It's uh you know, there's 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 lakes that are more aesthetically pleasing, but it's undeniably a lot of water and a lot of interesting channels and destinations and what have you. Nice, yeah. At least the boat's getting used. It wouldn't have got you. It it didn't get used by the people who told me I couldn't sell it. As it sat in your driveway, it sat in my month. driveway. Didn't get used. <laughs> now it's at least in the water. It's got a slip. There you go. And it's uh, being well tended, and uh, I think it's fantastic. It's fantastic. He it's keeps seeing slip though. It's not on a lift. No, it's at a public marina where you can rent a slip for the summer. Jeez, oh, you gotta scrub that thing down every fall then. Well, the barnacles be. off. He's gonna what get Larry, Daryl, and Daryl to do that. Oh, you know. he's got yeah. he's got people. Yeah, he's got people. <laughs> he's got people. Uh, okay, boys. Uh, good to be That's back. Yep. Lot to lot to discuss in Garage Lodge. You can remember the name. Uh, remember the name. I think it's important to remember the name of Connor Hinnant. Yes. H-I-N-N-A-N-T. Connor Hinnant. 
as long as you Mysterians have made this a race war, uh, that was a 25-year-old black guy who came over and shot this white kid in the head point-blank range. You're not reading about it or hearing about it on your nightly news because it doesn't fit the agenda of what's happening in the cultural decline of America. Connor Hennant would have started uh, kindergarten today, mm-hmm. but, but he's not going to. Mm-hmm. Just reverse the situation, play it out in your mind, and you know damn well what would be happening. Yeah. Yeah, never forget. Mm-hmm. All hey, right, boys. Really quick, uh, let me make mention one more time for Sioux Falls, South Dakota. They are open for business. Sioux Falls has the people you need to succeed and the freedom you want to operate your company. If you want to be open for business, expand or relocate to Sioux Falls. Get the facts online right now at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Rook. Pod MN for all of your podcast needs. That's on your smartphone. You can also do it on your computer. Go to podmn.com. As I'm sure you're very well aware, all those uh, Minnesota podcasts come together at Pod MN on your smartphone. All sorts of great stuff. And uh, shout out to Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores for all of what, well, you know, it's fall just around the corner. So you want to get your rakes, you want to get your bags, you can bag up some leaves. You been bagging up some leaves? Yep, and get them all at Fred Lawrence Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. I don't know why I'm talking so. Why are you talking that way? They're in the South Metro as well. <laughs> Check it out. Podcast Garage Logic. We'll catch you next time. Bruh. 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 What you got, bruh?